Hello and welcome to another Woodshop Podcast with Mike Coffey of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all as well as the podcast on Instagram and YouTube. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 35 of another Woodshop Podcast. Now with free pre-shows. Hey, that's true. We made oh, that decision by accident. <laughs> that, that was totally planned. <laughs> uh, we're marketing uh, surprise. Yes, our uh, pre-show was live to the world and we got swarmed with just over a dozen people in it. It was amazing. A baker's dozen? A maker's dozen. A maker's, maker's do- dozen. dozen. With show 11. title. Show title. I told you. I told you I would think of it. Show title. A maker's oh, dozen. God. And and you know what? That's that one sticks. It sticks well. And you can't it can't be beat. And with that, I'm gonna throw it over to Mike. Well, hold on. I just want to point out that Dan said I told you I'd come up with a name, and we are the ones who said <laughs> maker's dozen. Freaking man, I hate Dan. Anyway, anyways. Um sticky uh, show title, uh, can't be beat. <laughs> Tossing it over to Mike. Hey, this episode is brought to us by a new sponsor. I don't know why I'm talking like this, so I'm going to stop. But seriously, this episode is brought to us by Stickerbeat. That's pretty cool. I've been working with Stickerbeat for, gosh, most of this year. They've been really great to me. And now they're really great to the pod. And they're really they're really supportive of the community and really great. We really like them. Obviously, we all know stickers are a big part of this community. Who knew that that would be such a big thing in a woodworking adult area? But it is. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, we got we got them on board and we're really stoked to have them on board. Um, you know, me, Dan and Pete all have promo codes now and, you know, I'm mine's coffee. Dan's is DDWW, which is Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Pete's is Petrie, P T R E E. All those get you twenty percent off at Sticker Beat moving forward until coffee they with an EY. Yeah, EY, not with <laughs> the drink. But it's not working, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually had that happen a lot. Um, but yeah, I just we really want to be, say a big thank you to Sticker Beat. Uh, they jumped on board, and we're really happy to be working with them. And you know, a lot of us use stickers. I use them for a lot of different things. Actually, I use Sticker Beat for several different things. A lot of marketing things. I have them preprint all my uh, my. My, uh, my envelope stickers with my address on there. And I usually try to throw stickers and promotional stuff in with any of my orders and I get all that from them. So I want to say a big thank you to them. Also, something I want to mention is that they get free shipping with all orders and all their stickers use 3M vinyl and adhesives. So that's a big thing. And they can do custom orders. So yeah, I asked them for a, for a big giant, uh, sticker to put on my garage yep. door and they sent me a 24 by 24 sticker that yes. I put up. On my garage door for my sticker wall. And we've got a bunch of AWP stickers coming in from them, and we'll Mm -hmm. be getting those out to the patrons who are owed those. And speaking of patrons, Pete, why don't you tell us about Patreon? Patreon, (laughs) what an amazing site. It's where you as a patron, a person, a regular person can become a patron and help support our show. Quite the sales Uh, pitch. You know, huge shout out to, (laughs) no, but seriously, huge shout out to all of our patrons. Yes. Uh, We would not be able to do what we're doing right now. We would not be able to do the stickers, the shirts, all that. uh, If it wasn't for you guys, it it really means a lot to us. It helps us keep this going, keep putting out new things. We just started uh, YouTube lives and we we put it behind a paywall and it was kind of a jerk move. And today I made the executive decision to just open it up to everyone. Oh and then I played it off as if it was a mistake. And the guys are on board. <laughs> Lucky me. <laughs> but yeah, so we 
you know what uh, what started out as a as a little mistake flub uh, ended up being that we're we're opening up our lives to everyone and but it started out as a patreon thing and it wouldn't be a thing unless we had patrons technically the first one was open to everyone shut your then face then we moved it to uh, 10 anyways <laughs> well, you messed up and now it's open to everyone again <laughs> happy little accidents happy accidents just painting, just little, painting, little, clouds. painting little happy painting little, little, happy little accidents uh but if you do want to continue to support us you know Check us out on Patreon. There's some great content, some uh, nice benefits, including dance stickers, very special stuff. Uh, getting some, you can get a T-shirt from AWP, which is awesome. And if you know, if you don't want to support us on Patreon, that's okay too. But you know, we'd love it if you did. Helps us, helps us grow, and helps us provide awesome content and a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff for you guys. Well, there's more and ways to support us besides yeah. Patreon too. I mean, you could, besides being a patron, you can share the show or support our sponsors. So that's another way to support Absolutely. us too. So there's a lot of ways to do that. And just listening is plenty. So Absolutely. We know not everyone has expendable cash. the so podcast with others, that's probably the best way you can yeah. support us. Now, Mike, do we have any new patrons this week? We do. We I'm do. proud awesome. to announce that we have Michael Meeks, Henry Gonzalez, Tyler Haley, and Not My Day Job. So huge thank you to them. We really do appreciate it very much. Not my Four day job is, is new as of yeah. the pre-show as live of, that we just yeah. we just yeah. did. And yeah. He's how we figured out that we we flubbed. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're welcome, guys. How did you get in here? <laughs> <laughs> Outsider. <laughs> shut no, it so down. That, that worked out. <laughs> yeah, shut this thing down. <laughs> no, it was uh it worked out for the best, so I'm glad we're moving that to open up for everyone. So that's gonna we're be already thinking about it, and this is just the nudge. It's the we first needed. time it's coming. So that's great. Lying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so joking. Uh, Speaking of lying, hey guys, what's on the bench? Let's all sound like we're busy. <laughs> I built a uh, statue Dan, what's going of liberty. On? <laughs> Dan, what do you got going on? I built a statue. Wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> what, what's the segment we're in? Go ahead, Dan. <laughs> You usually yell at me when I sing it, so I, I just <laughs> pause. And we all just paused for Mike to edit that in. Yes. Um, <laughs> thank you. Very professional. I need to build the third barn door for that one client, my neighbor. But I'm waiting on the hardware to get here from China. When will you be starting the barn that's going to go around them? Oh, probably sometime in 2024. <laughs> basically just building drawer fronts. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh. I'm waiting for the hardware to get in from China and China. I'm not going to start on the actual door until that <laughs> hardware gets here because I want to make sure everything's right. It's oh, a good idea, me. right? Yeah. So I needed something to build this week because I was really missing my shop. I've been spending a lot of time in front of my computer doing photography stuff. Boo. So, yeah. So <laughs> I just went out there on, I want to say like Tuesday. And just whipped together like a box and I threw it under my table saw and I was like, this could be a cabinet. So I started making a cabinet for my table saw to go under the wing mm -hmm. and it came out pretty nice. I put a uh, solid curly cherry fronts on it. I put some walnut edge banding around it. It's a, uh, it's a nice little table saw cabinet. I'm really Five proud out of, of 10. it. And I really should have made that a YouTube video. Yeah. You screwed up. <laughs> I, I screwed the peach on that. You screwed pooch? the peach. Peach? Yeah. Screwed the peach. Screwed the, the peach. peach. The peach. You just Dunlap that saying. <laughs> <laughs> screwed the peach. You use the peach emoji kind of. <laughs> yeah. 
kind of works. A peach emoji and an eggplant emoji. That makes sense. <laughs> well, I think we may have found something. We have a new title for the show, Screwed the Peach. <laughs> I told you I'd come up with something. <laughs> um, oh, what else? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, there's nothing else. That's it? That's it. <laughs> Man, that was a lot of build-up for nothing. There was a lot of build-up. That's, that's what I do. My wife hates it, too. Pete, what's on your bench? Uh, on my bench this week, I built a couple of... This, this is a fun project. This is just something I just wanted to do. I built a bunch of French cleat wall hangers out of all these little scraps that uh, Dan would have kept for years. Mike would have just burned or thrown out. Uh, it was a lot of walnut. It was just small offcuts of walnut. Nothing I can make a cutting board out of, so you know it's useless to me. <laughs> <laughs> nothing I can make half a cutting board out of, and never. Yeah, finish. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, not even like a, a the the tiniest of cutting boards, which is just a coaster. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't even make those. So, <laughs> so I started making uh, like French cleat wall hangers, and I made a couple. Like, there's a walnut, like super fancy walnut beer koozie holder. That's on my French cleat wall now, and I made this one that I was actually really proud of. Very it was, niche. It, very niche, yeah. <laughs> and, of course, also out of walnut. But I, I keep my stickers in the shop all the time because like, sometimes people stop by or whatever. I just liked having them there. And I I just kind of kept putting them in the French cleat itself. Like, they just kind of sat in a cleat. And I wanted them on display, and I was going to put them in a little walnut box. And then I was like, wait, I have a bunch of, like, thicker, like, quarter-inch plexiglass. So I ended up cutting it out. So the front of the box, so the sides are walnut, the back is walnut. And then the front is clear, so you can actually see the stickers in there. So it's like a nice little. If we could get you to focus your energy on things that are useful, yeah, you'd I know. Be such and a productive I, human being. It's and what's funny is Dan's talking about like, oh, I should have made that a video. I should have totally made yes, this a video. Yes, you should have. That would have been amazing. Blowing up on Instagram. Oh my god, he's he's totally going over the thing that that really stood out for me, which was the koozie holder. So he put a koozie holder. On stupidest his thing I've ever wall. seen. We so we're pros. We, we when my friends come over, we hang out in a shop a lot, especially with COVID and everything happening. Having this island in the middle of like the table saw and whatnot spaces everyone else it's like a giant out bar nicely. Where you put your beer. Yeah, so on we we kind of hang fire. out. Yeah, that's the why there's best. a koozie holder, so you don't put it on freaking cast iron, which mm. people haven't done before. You should uh, make so I did coasters. That. Have you thought of that? You mean tiny cutting boards? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> so um aside from that i have been working on what i keep jokingly referring to as mega desk uh for any office fans out there they know about dwight and his and his mega desk basically the desk and those of you watching the video you may notice that there's a super fancy super cheap table that's behind me now this desk was 150 dollars on wayfair and the top is beautiful it's this it all six sides are face grain. It's really nice. <laughs> Super fancy. But it, it allowed me to kind of shift my desk over. I have a dedicated printing area and I got to reclaim my desk itself. Uh, and not only that, but I actually did a bunch of like Ikea hacks because this is an over 10 year old Ikea desk. Uh, the, the Malm series. Everyone's familiar with that one? Nope. It, nope most people are. I can get <laughs> Most people So basically, are. instead of like, that, like, it has like this little pull out side. I, I affixed it to the pull out to the desk so it's solid. And I added like a, a massive drawer underneath my desk so I can store all my goodies and snacks because, you know, snacks is where it's at. But yeah, so I've been Show title. working on the desk and <laughs> snacks is where it's at. <laughs> God damn it. Um, you need to calm down. 
Okay, sorry. But it's just been nice because now I can I really focus. I, I This whole place was constantly getting covered with stuff, and I spend just as much time in front of this desk as I do in a shop. So it's nice to have this external shop kind of organized a little bit. Uh, but that's all I got. Uh, Mike, what do you got going on? Well, I was sick this last weekend, uh, and my son, my wife had it. Well, my son had it, and then my wife had it, and then I got it. I wasn't concerned that it was COVID. I had the only symptom I had was exhaustion and like post nasal drip and like a sore throat. So it was, uh, man, did it knock me up? What's up? You saying something, Dan? Yeah, it sounds like tuberculosis. Have you looked into that? Tuberculosis? I've seen. Uh, sounds like dengue uh, fever. Tomb- <laughs> I've seen tombstone and I don't have tuberculosis. Dengue <laughs> fever? <laughs> Jeez. Leprosy? Anyway. Uh, don't have tuberculosis. I uh, did not get that tested, but I think we can rule it out. I binged it earlier, and I didn't have that. So, <laughs> Thank um, you for that. <laughs> uh, no, uh, it put me on my butt pretty hard. I was really, really exhausted. It was crazy. Um, but got over that, and this week I had a lady reach out to me, um, potential client reach out to me a couple weeks ago about this very large serving tray charcuterie board. It was 16 inches by 36 inches, uh, you know. Cutting boards, they're not like the most fun, but it's that time of the year and I've got the CNC now and adding the personalization stuff, they just make money. So um, she was very nice, but she meant to get back to me last week. I told her I needed a week lead time and she needed it by tomorrow. It's Friday right now. And uh, well, she forgot to get back to me. So I had to get do kind of a rush order on it and I got that done in a couple nights. So I was able to knock that out for her and I, I am really happy with it. I took some pictures of it, some beauty shots of it today. So came out nice how much do you love v-bits it is really awesome watching the v-bit yeah. do its thing like it really is cool watching it work There's, i mean which one did you use by the way my big half inch shank but the 90 it's or four, five, 60? it's a 90 yeah i did a four 90? five seven oh eight is the part number try the 60 the 90 is nice but the I 60 literally just won't do anything you suggest you <laughs> it's incredible no i do want to try it i have a couple the 60 have, just comes out so clean i have a 60 i got a couple 60s and a couple 90s or a few 90s so i want to try that 60 pretty bad um i have i want to actually try to engrave my logo or i want to cut out my logo in something i just don't know how i'm going to do it because my logo has some where the mustache is by the beard it has some weird vector it's really difficult actually to i think the carve is gonna be tough but i want to try it out a 120 something. bit a 120 w- degree bit is that that's super steep. It's, it's really it's flat, like super, right? Like f- really flat, but it's like you can do those. Like the beard would be like two cuts <laughs> with the thing. It would mm. be like super smooth. I'll have to look into one. Yeah. But uh, that means I'm not going to do I got it. a guy. Call Rusty. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> okay. I'll reach out to Rusty. See what he can get me from a mana. But yeah, the um, – anyway, I got that board done. I still got this bench. I haven't done anything on the bench during this week at all. It's really hard for me to focus on it during the week because everything for that – I got so much done last week when I took the long weekend off. Um, I got so much of that done. I really just need to do the joinery on it, get it together and start working on the slab. I think I'm going to be able to knock it out and get the first dry fit together this weekend. Um, it's really hard for me to work on it in like one and a half to two hour segments. Cause I just don't feel like I get enough done. So I need like the whole weekend to do it. So the That's problem with problem this weekend, with big projects. yeah, I mean, you got You can't like take, do small amounts. There's, you have to do it all at once or you forget where you were, especially with complicated joinery. Even when you're using the domino, you have to set up all these these mortises in a specific order and I've already forgotten it. So I have to sand Say all my marks off. louder for the people in the back. Don't, don't <laughs> I have to sand all my marks off and I've got to remark it because I don't even know what those marks mean because I made them last weekend and then I got sick. <laughs> so um, 
I got to do that this weekend. And tomorrow, my neighbor, Ken, he brought down two cedar trees earlier in the year, and we are going to be milling up all that wood tomorrow. I am not looking forward to that, but I did tell him I would help him do that, so we got to do that. And then this weekend, I got to finish up the shed as well, because it was supposed to rain today. Luckily, it didn't. It was supposed to rain Sunday. That got called off, but it is raining all weekend next weekend, so I got to get that thing weathered in really bad. So Robin, my wife's going to finish priming it tomorrow, and then Sunday, I will... What's up, Dan? Does that mean you haven't had any rain since you built that thing? In California, we haven't had rain in since last May. Good Lord. Yeah, that's why we have all these fires. It's great here. You should check it out. Um, but the uh, <laughs> also, hey, the taxes are super high, and they make decisions that don't make any sense. But uh, we, so we've got um, sold. We got. I got to get the yeah sold two please. No, the um, we, I got to get that thing weathered in. Real bad. So I, I think I can get a lot of it done this weekend, but I do need to work on that bench too. So um, there's that. Um, what else have I been working on? Oh, I've got like I've got like five custom sign orders right now, and uh, nice. I shipped out a flag. I've got two custom flags that I've got in right now, and then I've got three signs that I've got right now. I've got the deposits on two. I'll take the deposits on the other one when I start working on the design. Basically, I don't take the deposit on a custom sign. I don't do any of the design until I have the deposit on the on it because I don't want to waste my time on a design if they're going to back out last minute. And then um, that's kind of it, right? Oh, and I was telling the guys before the show, my barber messaged me, and there's a tattoo shop next to my barber, and that guy got the space next to him in the little area they're at. <coughs> Excuse me. And they're turning it into a tap room and they're going to be reaching out to me for pricing on a bar a live edge bar and some tables so i'm really excited about that that's dope. so hopefully that and that's local oh, too. I, thought, I thought you were going to tell us about how you've been getting illegal haircuts for the last nope like, i don't six do that months <laughs> yeah. i don't know what you're talking about pete he doesn't have any hair. <laughs> i don't know why you'd, i don't know why you'd bring that up on a publicly broadcasted show um but anyway broke uh, the law. <laughs> he broke the law with his beard he broke the law with his beard <laughs> So well, they're not cutting your head. No. <laughs> um, broke the law with his beard. I like that. <laughs> Mike is Mike is bald. I am completely bald. You may think that because of this beard, I'm quite hairy. Dan knows where the rest of this goes. <laughs> um, <laughs> shaved. Arnie Palmy alert. No? All right. Um, so Should we jump into some questions? No, I'm going to keep going on about these random jokes from uh, the other guys. Uh, aim for the bushes? <laughs> no? Okay. Aim for the um, bushes. <laughs> yeah, I think we should probably jump into questions because this is really stupid. <laughs> Um, I have that song stuck in my head. <laughs> there goes my hero. Be my hero. <laughs> <laughs> they just die. <laughs> the best scene in all of any movie ever. So dumb. Oh, so dumb. All right. That's I hope I didn't I'm going to watch that, that movie tonight before I go to bed. I love that movie. Well, this first question is from a little gal named Adrian Vita. I don't get the Ooh. joke she's about to make, but maybe someone does. Hey, guys. I almost forgot to call my question in. Um, I think this week I want to ask a question along the lines of where is the most unique place that you have found supplies? Because I know, for instance, like Pete had brought up that he likes to go to his local flea market to get his E. coli dental picks. And so I was just wondering, where do you guys sometimes go for your unique finds? Pete, can you bring us some any, any insight on this joke? Yeah, let me explain. So, oh, you um, do know. Good. Yeah. So, um, I thought this was going to be Adrian. Adrian, 
uh, imagine this scenario where I get E. coli picks and it, she clearly brought it up I feel and I'm playing like, along with it. I feel like this was a joke in the pre-show chat. Maybe? And we've forgotten it. That's Adrian's a very usually, good possibility. Because Adrian's usually pretty on point with his jokes. Her? Yeah. They're, they're really uh, crazy and inappropriate, but she's usually on point with them. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I don't get an E. coli toothpicks. But I get have my you bought tet- stuff? I get my tetanus tools. Tetanus brand tools. What? Um, yeah, they're all, that's like, they're all rusty Bing. and crap. But yes, they're all 100%. Rusty. Are you wearing, is you see that because your Macbeth shirt you're wearing? Yeah. <laughs> Check it out. That's so stupid. I'm sorry. So dumb. We're really reaching this. <laughs> this is really week. bad. We have no, oh, we have so no bad. material this week. But I mean, she, she, she <laughs> gave my answer. It's, it's like, I go to flea markets. Sometimes I find something ridiculous. One of my favorite little small tools, it's, it's, it's a spatula. It's like a half inch wide. About three inches long. That's what he said. Uh, and it's super flexible and it's so easy to clean up glue, squeeze out with it because it, it's super flexible. And I think it's for painting and I have not been able to find one anywhere, but I got it for 25 cents at a yard sale and I use it on every project that I have a glue upon. So that's my thing. What about you, Mike? I can't think of anything weird like that. You go to Michael's, anything like that? Went to Michael's, no. found 800 board feet of walnut for two bucks a board foot. No, it was- They uh, sell pine for like $10. <laughs> no, uh, I've never had any weird things like that. I mean, other than like getting weird deals on wood, but we talked about last week on, on Facebook, but nothing weird Gnarly like Facebook walnut. Yeah, I got some gnarly Facebook. I wish I got <laughs> some gnarly Facebook walnut. That'd be amazing. I did one time, actually, so this does kind of play in. One time there was an auction, and I think me and Dan were- f- like talking a lot then uh and pete too i think i talked talk to you before we started the pod there was an estate sale about three hours south of me and some old old codger had died and he had like 200 acres and they went in the barn and they found just like thousands of board feet of walnut because he had all this he didn't have like he had just tons of property with orchards on it walnut orchards and he had he had brought he had over the years brought brought these tree done trees down and had them milled up and he was storing them in his barn well i don't remember what happened but some lumber company went down there and bought all the wood and like outbid everyone but it was still cheaper than anything you could ever get anywhere else but they were able to buy the whole lot all at once so no one could compete with them anyway it was like a ridiculous amount of walnut but that's not exactly similar to what she was asking dan what did you uh did you get any weird deals (laughs) actually yeah there used to be a Habitat for Humanity Restore next Good to me. Call. Those are those are great. And if, if you have any of those near you, go into them because <laughs> mm-hmm. I found all kinds of stuff in there. I found brand new routers in in the box. I mean, yep. it's from it was from the nineties, but I got it for like twenty dollars. It's a damn good router. Yeah. And I found I even found a a saw stop. 36 inch extension wing that I still have in the box. Three horsepower watch- PCS saw stop for 80 bucks in the box. <laughs> no, the, the, uh, so like the, the saw stop 36 inch extension wing, I think it yeah. goes for like 200 or 250 bucks. I got this thing for $20, brand new in the box. Mm-hmm. Um, I've even found like random bits of wood. Like I found walnut, I found cherry, I found white oak. Mike's getting bored of this story. Is really good, Dan. This is a good one. I'm sorry, I don't know why I'm so tired. This but is yes, interesting. That, that that's is my a, that's my tip. The habitat that's a really, for humanity. That's Don. Restore. That's Don. Dan's hot tip. Wow. Don's, 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 Don's hot, 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 hot top. No, uh, Dan's hot tip. That is a. 
That is a really good tip, though, because Habitat, I have gone into them one, one, or two, one or two times and been like, that's pretty cool, actually. Yes. But, but I bet if you went into them regularly, you could probably find pretty, pretty yeah, good it, deals. So at the one that, that's by my house, it actually closed down a couple months ago, which is unfortunate. But I used to go in there. COVID. Yeah. Yeah, because they were selling it, sauce stop. I don't know why they closed. Like, wings for <laughs> probably t- a tenth of the cost. <laughs> I, I knocked them out of business with the deals I got. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I used to go in there like once a week. I even found uh, some turning tools that I forgot to give Pete when I gave him the lathe. But I gave him some brand new turning tools, so he doesn't need the old ones. Typical Don. All right. So, no? All right. Um, Let's move on to the next one. This is from Kevin or Lefty from Lefty's Woodshop. He has a question about woodworking. Hey, guys. Lefty from Lefty's Woodshop here. I was driving along today, listening to the podcast, and then someone pulled up in front of me and I saw their website and a logo on their truck. And I got to thinking, would that be beneficial to the woodworking community? I know a few guys that have their logos in their truck, but I'm just wondering if that drives up local business or if you guys even know. It's probably more word of mouth these days, but let me know. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Talk to you later. Bye. I actually put Coffee Building Group in Old English on the back of my pickup truck. You, it actually says ye oldie coffee. No, yay. Says, coffee. No, yeah. no. Uh that example I think is probably not a great way of drumming up business, but I could be wrong. I mean, if you're like doing a lot of built-in work or stuff and you're traveling around like for me, if I'm building if I was doing furniture full time or doing this full time, I'm probably not driving a lot of places, so it doesn't make a lot of sense. But if you're going to a lot of installs on-site installs, it probably makes a lot of sense. Like if you have a trailer or something where you're delivering built-ins or furniture, it'd be smart to have that on there because that's free advertising space. But I'm really, really against bumper stickers and stickers on your vehicles. I think they look stupid, so I probably wouldn't do it. But uh, but if you had a big like cargo van trailer, like a big... Yeah, like, by the way, huge thank you to our sponsor, Sticker Beat. <laughs> 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 they don't sell bumper stickers. I've ever talked to Kyle. They don't do that. They only sell woodworking <laughs> stickers, but, um, but, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, um, I don't know how much that would work. It really depends on what you do, I guess. But, uh, I just think, but I think his other question is how do you advertise? I mean, I spend zero money on advertise. I mean, th- I mean, the social media aspect is kind of all my outside of word of word of mouth advertising, advertising, excuse me very much. Um, so I really am leveraging my followers and my friends and family on social media to get my marketing done. So it might get to the point where I've kind of been like thinking about figuring out how to pay for advertising for my CNC services. I don't even know how that would look, what that would look like or how would I, I even go about that. So I know there's probably an agency I can reach out to to help me to put together an, an ad that would make sense. But does it doesn't even make sense to spend the money on that. I don't know. Who knows? Pete, I I'm not a big proponent of the, you know, permanently put a sticker or something on your car because it. I don't know. You're first of all, you're not always in business mode. Um, but I'm a, I'm a big fan of like the the magnetic, like magnetic sheet with your business information. That's cause, a good idea. Like you said, Mike, with the installs or deliveries, like you know, you're pulling up on a job site, and having your logo or something on a car, and then. Pulling up to your residence because that's the thing. A lot of us 
are working out of our residence. And a lot of us don't even technically have a business. Uh, are just, you know, we have like a brand we're trying to create, but I mean, there's plenty of people out there that aren't, I mean, I don't have an LLC or anything. I'm just doing DBA. Um, but those people that, you know, you can have like kind of a name and wait for people to see like, oh, they're delivering a walnut desk over there. And so what's, what's, what's DDWW? That's cool. Like maybe, you know, and they're driving Silverado. That must be good. So <laughs> That's not true. It, it, there, there so is true. something to it, but I don't think it's a thing that like I have, and I, we talked about this in a pre-show. I've never once called a service because I was like in a trap at a traffic light and I was like, oh, I do need my HVAC checked. You know, like, <laughs> so I think it, it has, you want to advertise when it's appropriate, but like all the time, I don't think it's really that relevant. That's my personal opinion. So like, being able to slap a, a magnetic sticker on a car when I'm doing a delivery and then take it off when I drive home, I think that's that'd be a plus for me. What about you, Dan? I'm going to go in opposite direction. Oh, here we go again. I actually i don't I don't see too many negatives, especially like if you're doing a lot a lot of deliveries or installs. I agree, and that's what I was saying too. Is like if you're doing a, like if you're doing a lot of deliveries and you're going yeah. places, it makes a lot of sense. It especially makes a lot helps of when sense. you're trying to do the write off thing too. Yeah, and. It gets you a little name recognition, especially if you go into those neighborhoods that are watching everybody else and, and they see your truck mm-hmm. and, and or or car, I guess. Maybe you don't have a Silverado, but they see your truck with the <laughs> with the the emblem on it and everything and, and they'll get a little information and then maybe they'll go, go talk to their neighbor, Karen and Chuck. And and they'll get your name and say, "Hey, Karen how is Todd?" Karen and Todd. But anyways, <laughs> it it can be beneficial, is what I'm saying. It can help name recognition. Um, however, if you are the type of person that drives like a jackhole on the interstate, it may not be the best thing for you to be putting your name and your business on there, especially if you're cutting people off and giving them the finger as you go down the interstate. Maybe not the best thing, which That's is good point. kind good of advice. why I don't have that stuff on my truck. I've as, driven as, with Dan. As, it's as very as scary. Mike, it's very scary. scary. I don't get scared by a lot attest. of things, but driving with Dan is uh, really a frightening experience, <laughs> and you don't want to do it unless you so it, just don't do it. Call an Uber. <laughs> it's got its ups and its downs. <laughs> That's my two cents. That's really good insight, though, about if you're an idiot on this road. If you're if you're a, a freak yeah. in the streets, wait. No, yeah, no, yeah. No, you're not, you're not, so. um, Another thing I look at. Oh, I'm going to back up a little bit. Another thing wait, I look at oh, is uh, if you're trying to sell. Let's let's say you're trying to sell car detailing, or something like that, and you're driving around in a hoopty that's advertising car detailing. Maybe that's not the best thing for you to be doing. <laughs> you know, maybe if you're driving around in a hoopty and you're trying to advertise your business, keep maybe it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I I just don't. I don't know if that gives off the the best like first impression. You know what I'm saying? It puts on. So would you be down with something like removable or like a magnet? Oh, potentially one sure, day. Sure, Pete. You're correct. No, I'm just. I'm. And I'm curious because I. I mean, you're saying like the there is times to do it and times to not do it. Right. I, I guess I approached it more of as a a car owner, not a truck owner. So you know, like I'm usually driving around in my car, delivering cutting boards on business purposes. Can't get anything yeah, bigger. Yeah, in my car. Like pizzas. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, I keep them in a little the, the little case too. I come up to the door and I take it out of the heater thing. <laughs> the <laughs> the thing to keep it warm. <laughs> get keep your fresh hot cutting pep. board here. I don't want it to get shocked <laughs> and then crack. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to the next Well, I mean, I, I don't think that it's a bad... There's no negatives. I agree. I just no. don't... I think that when... Well, there could be negatives. Oh, I just well, there could be negatives, negatives like Dan was saying. But I mean, I think that by and large, if you don't drive like a moron, you're going to... Yeah. You're going to... It's a lot of positives. But I, I think that it depends. It's varying degrees, I guess, maybe of how seriously you take your business, I think. I think if it like is your job, it's a good idea. Like if that yes. is your income, you should probably try to be anytime you're driving around making deliveries, you should want to put that name out there. If yes. it's something you're doing really passively or leaning towards a hobby, you're wasting your time. Don't do that. Wait until it becomes something a bit more because yep. then it just seems like a waste to me. That's my personal opinion on that. So, um, this next question is from Ash. And I don't know Ash's last name. Does anyone know that? Walker. His last name? Oh, Ash- yeah, Ashley Walker. Ashley Walker. I know his last name. I'm an idiot. This is from Ashley Walker. He used to be of Woodwork and Whiskers, and then he was with Ash and Barry, and now he's yep. with Ash Take Three. And the reason is, yep. is because his account has been shut down multiple times on IG. And there isn't. Which is insane. It is very odd uh, that that has happened. It's very unclear why that has happened. But. Either way, Ash is very plugged into the the community, and it's really important to him being a part of the community. As any one of us, if we were putting into it, if we lost our account, it'd be very, very we'd be very distraught by it. I was banned for a week on Instagram, and it was a it was a bummer. So he, that's what blows my mind is that he didn't get banned for a week or or limited to what he can do they just shut it down me too that's why it's kind of weird like i don't know what's it's like, so crazy like so much more to this than we know but um either way ash had his account shut down and that just sucks so we just wanted to kind of get the word out there and pete's gonna throw his uh his instagram handle underneath his question yeah. in the in the description uh his new handle which is ash take three so go check him out and you know if you don't like his page and don't sub or don't follow it, but you might like it. And he's a really nice guy and he's very funny and he's got, he's really community driven. So go check him out. Um, yeah. Maybe it's cause he's from Tehran. I think the they did find out that he's been VPNing through Tehran. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> Tehran. no, uh, but anyway, Ash. The reason all of you are big in Tehran is cause he likes your posts. <laughs> right. He <laughs> runs all those accounts. <laughs> Don't know why we shut, shut him down. No. All right. So this, this question is from Ash with, uh, Ash take three. Howdy boys. Ash from Woodwork and Whiskers or Ash from Ash and Barry for the moment till they get this crap sorted out. Uh, anyways. Um, my question is on the show last week, you mentioned about keeping your router bits clean and I'm just curious as to how you do it. Do you, you know, hit it with a bit of polished sausage or, or what's the go? <laughs> and, uh, also do you sharpen them at all? And how do you go about that if you do, or do you just piff them? Uh, let me know. Great to talk to you boys. Great show as always. Cheers. Pete. Uh, so I kind of touched up on this last week when we were talking about it, but I sharp or two weeks ago, I guess now we, I, I, sh- I don't sharpen them ever. No, I, I'm not an expert at sharpening blades like that. Table saw blade. I'll send it out for sharpening if it's a fancy enough blade. Uh, but router bits, 
I wouldn't even try to begin to sharpen something like that. There's too many curves in a lot of them, and it's just it. Leave it to the professionals. But honestly, router bits they're they're not that expensive. There are some expensive ones out there, but the, most of the ones that we're buying they're in the twenty dollars for a kit of ten to twenty dollars or thirty dollars or forty dollars for one. You know, uh, that's what most of us are getting. Some of us are getting some nicer stuff in the fifties and up. But like even that stuff, you know, it costs more because it lasts you longer. You don't have to really sharpen it. It is a consumable. So uh, that's one thing. As far as cleaning goes, I I have a set of brushes. I actually uh, did a couple of uh, stories about it over the last week or so because I was making a little holder for the French cleat wall where I have it. I bought this like, <laughs> again, at a flea market. Thanks, Adrian. Um, I bought a set for like a dollar of, it's a brass brush, a steel brush, and a like a plastic brush or whatever. And I take the brass brush. Brass is very soft, so it doesn't really damage any of the carbide bits, even the cheap steel bits. So you can clean up a lot of the pitch that's on there, but you need to do it immediately after using your bits. A lot of us will just put them away and they'll cake on there, and it really takes a lot of work to get that cleaned up. Uh, if they do get really bad, I will use some dish that, uh, not sorry, uh, laundry detergent and water, just kind of mix it up. Tide pods. Uh, Mike, I think you use Simple Green? Tide simple pods, Greens, yeah, tide, yeah. I tide, use Simple Green. Yeah, Simple Green's a really good one too. I I ran out like over a year ago and I just have not gotten any more, but that that's what works for me. What about you, Mike? Uh, I will clean my bits with Simple Green or Pine Sol, and I'll do the same thing with like uh, my saw blades and stuff, but that's I'm not going to sharpen them. That's when it's time to throw them in the trash can and get a new one. Yep. Dan, what about you? Uh, same thing. I will clean my router bits with a brash brash with a brass brush. Thanks, Don. <laughs> and some simple green. Um, actually, if the if the pitch is built up too much, I might get a little hate for this. But if the pitch is built up too much and I didn't clean it off right away, a little lacquer thinner will work as well. Why would you get hate for that? I don't know. I don't know. I figure somebody might hate me for it. I don't know. I just it's always so brave assume. of you to say that. It's so brave. <laughs> so brave. <laughs> but lacquer thinner will work for that as well. Uh, you don't you don't want to soak it because it will break. So like especially if you're using a router bit with a bearing on it, it will break down the grease in the bearing and make the bearing bad. But it, it's okay to like scrub it real quick and dry it real quick to get the pitch off. So that's what I do. I don't believe you. Okay. Then no, I'm just sure. <laughs> yeah, pretty straightforward. It's like cleaning a saw blade. Yeah. But I think there's such a small amount of carbide on those. I don't even know. I mean, I'm probably very wrong. I don't even know that it'd be worth getting it sharpened. Well, it's certainly not worth it, especially the router bits with bearings on them, because that will screw up the the alignment. Right. Bearing to blade. True. Good point. Finally. Took 35 episodes. Good point. Um, (laughs) Let's go to uh, Josh the Dad's question. It's about finishing. Hey guys, it's Josh the Dad. Yep, Josh the Dad, one of the big IG coming at you with number 25. Yep, 25 times I have sent you guys a question. Apparently, I have nothing better to do. But anyways, so I'm working on this project right now, and it's for a friend who's going to give it to their parents as a Christmas gift. It's a piece of walnut, really beautiful piece, and it's been flattened. It's going to be engraved on the CNC, and there's going to be some epoxy involved. It's going to look awesome. But the main question is this. I don't know how they're going to use it. And I have spent the last week watching YouTubes, 
from general morons to experts. And they've given all their different advices on the different stuff that they want to use. But I'm curious what you guys think. If you don't know how a serving tray or a pretty cutting board is going to be used and it's a nice piece of hardwood, how would you finish it to stand the test of time? Now, I'm not necessarily worried about the brand. I'm more worried about is it like a furniture oil? Is it a cutting board oil? Is it a shellac? Is it a lacquer? Is it another penetrating ceiling kind of thing? Do you just do a poly over it and say it's going to be pretty and just leave it at that? What what do you do? You know, I just, I don't want to give this to them and then go, oh, crud, it's destroyed in, you know, five years or whatever. So what do you guys do? Thanks. Have a good one. Dan, what do you do? Well, it, it really depends on if it's going to be a cutting board or a serving tray. I mean, those are two very different things. But he it's going doesn't to be a, know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If, he doesn't know. <laughs> what if it's a flat tray that could also be a board? You could ask. Have you ever but it's thought a about What if you don't know? This is a hypothetical. What if these people don't exist, Don? <laughs> I'm going to run Don into the ground. <laughs> they were just a ghost. Look, if you know it's going to be a cutting board, you're going to want to use a food safe finish like mineral oil and beeswax. <laughs> if, you, if you're not sure, you're going to want to use something like an Odie's, a very organic food safe finish. Uh, Odie's, you could use... Osmo Pollux. I'm drawing a blank on everything else. Walrus oil. Walrus oil, yes. You could use their board I stuff I can never for say regular that name. Why do you say that? Warloose. <laughs> Major. Major. I love the way you say it. Major. <laughs> Makes me smile. What do you think, Pete? I, ha- so I thought I had a very I... smart answer, and you guys were like, no! It is a smart answer. It Those are all answer. good answers. I guess if if I was kind of leaning on the side of caution because I I just don't know how they're going to use it, you know, maybe I'll it's some kind of serving tray where it's meant to be a serving tray, but they might want to use it as a cutting board to put food on it. Um, I'll probably look at a food safe finish. Like we, uh, Mike, you just did it your test on the Odie's, and I actually did the same test on my little bottle opener. I finished it with Odie's oil, and I left it in my shop for a couple weeks, and then just literally just ran water over it and it was fine and it's food safe. Another thing I've tried is uh, Howard's makes a board wax. It's actually a, they call it food safe paste wax. And it, it no, it's great. It's, it's just basically just like beeswax and a bunch of stuff, but very similar to Odie's wax, but um, it does go on a little tougher. Like it feels a lot more like a paste wax um, that you would use. And I've used that in the past on a board and, it's held up pretty well. I've seen the board a couple months later, and it was, after heavy use, looked pretty dang solid. And that was on a, a actual cutting board. So you could try something like that, some kind of a tougher finish. You probably want to stay away from, like, just the, the mineral oil bath that a lot of people do. I mean, I use mineral oil, too, but sometimes when you don't know what the surface is going to be like or if it's going to be a serving tray, too, you might want to, like, a, another more durable finish. What about you, Mike? Uh, I know he wasn't looking for a brand, but I'm going to say Odie's oil. I mean, it just does everything. That's why I use it. I love that yeah. stuff. Um, the <laughs> drawback is to make it water safe, it has to be two to three weeks of cure time. That's the bummer. So, uh, like, actually, this board that I was talking about for what's on my bench, I I really wanted to use Odie's, but I couldn't because she's giving it to the gal who she got it for tomorrow, and they're using it 
with uh, as a charcuterie board tomorrow, so I had to use another product. Um, What'd you use? Walrus oil. Nice. So, walrus I mean, oil. I walrus oil. Walrus. Um, no, I, I used walrus oil, but you know, I wanted to use Odie's because I just prefer that product. I just prefer it. It's what I like more. It's. I Can I just say one thing real fast? We talk about Odie's on here sure. all the time. We're not sponsored by Odie's at all. We just all no. kind of love it. <laughs> it's good product. I mean, I, I stand. It smells good great. Low VOC or no VOC. More than it smells great and no VOC. It's a good product. I mean, it just works really yeah. well and it's very easy to put on. I mean, I know that one guy uh, blew his back out really bad. I had to go to the uh, ICU pretty for a while, but um, we'll address that shortly. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a great product. I really, I really do like the stuff. Now, like I said before, I haven't used it for years and years and years, so I don't have long term, uh, you know, durability under my belt with it. But I do, I mean, I do have a bench that my son literally jumps on every single day to put his shoes on. And it's, and it, you can like tack it with your thumb or with your fingernails and you can hear it go. I mean, it's, it's a good finish, you know? So I would, but you let it cure. You let it cure. You have to let it cure properly. Correct. But I mean, you know, any sort of hard, honestly, Josh, if I was in your position, I would say Odie's or some sort of hard furniture wax. Because it is technically food safe, and then mm-hmm. if that wears off, which it will, it won't last a very long time. You could offer to refinish it for eight hundred dollars. So let's go to the next question. And <laughs> no, but your no, maker I, brands. I, I know that was uh, a joke, but that's a, would work too. Simple finishes. Um, yeah, simple finish works as well. It is. I believe that is a technically food safe item. Yeah. I don't know that they actually. I mean, have technically, the F- whenever whenever mm. anything cures, it's food safe. Right. Technically. It doesn't have an uh, FDA thing on there, so I don't know that I want to say out loud that it's food safe. Oh, it I doesn't see. have the F- it doesn't have the FDA thing on there, so I don't know that we as a entity should say that. But technically, it is because it's all natural plant derivative. Plant derivative, so uh, it's technically food safe. Um, but there's a lot of options. Basically, don't use a poly or a lacquer or some sort of um, uh, solvent-based product that has that's yeah. delivered by a solvent. Um, is my suggestion because there's products that do everything. There are a handful of them out there that do everything and they're all natural. And for me, I just want to get away from high VOC products anyway. Um, Dan, are you prepared to jump into the giveaway? I am very prepared. Thank goodness. I'm going to take a quick nap. Um, last week, last week was week 20. No, I'm ready. Last week was week 20 and we gave away. Has Macbeth been sponsoring the podcast giveaway for that long? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of crazy. All 20 weeks. Actually, this week will be 21 weeks. I'm talking about last week. And who yeah, I know. That's crazy. Yeah. Thank but you. Yes, Thank you, sponsored. That's almost as much as Josh the Dad. 21 weeks. So last week we gave away uh, Odie's Super Duper Light 9-ounce jar and a Scotch-Brite non-abrasive pad. As I said, we are not sponsored by Odie's, but we are... Sponsored by Macbeth. Hit me up, James. I'll get sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, that winner was Todd Singer. And he was lucky enough to be I heard a in good joke the... about him. <laughs> I'm just joking. I didn't hear a good joke. Stop it. <laughs> but he was lucky enough to be in the pre-show and he heard the announcement live. Sorry about that, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> and now you can too. <clears throat> so, uh, oh, nice pitch. <laughs> as soon as I sent him a message, he was on top of the uh, response because he heard it live but anyway we're doing it live we're doing it live uh this week is week 21 sponsored by macbeth hardwood thank you macbeth we're we're giving away 
they are really stepping up their prizes, gents. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, we got some Rusty's really dope prizes coming up. And this week we're giving away a Jessam Paraline Featherboard valued at $45. Wow. That's awesome. It's a nice Featherboard. Damn. Jessam Featherboard. So anyways, uh, I got a couple I got a couple options. I got some options Just for the code phrase this week. Screwed the peach? Screwed the peach is one. <laughs> oh, is it okay? <laughs> and the second option I have is illegal beard trim. <laughs> yeah, go with it. <laughs> you want, I kind of like that one too. Illegal be- beard trim is good. <laughs> illegal yep. beard trim is your code phrase this week, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> Excuse just me. Totally deviating from woodworking now, huh? You know, we might as well. Beards or whatever. (laughs) That's great. Code phrase is illegal beard trim. Send it to us in a DM on our IG account, Another Woodshop Podcast. They call me Jessam Featherboards. (laughs) Jessam Featherboards. Attorney at law. Attorney at law. (laughs) (laughs) Or send it to an email at Another Woodshop Podcast at gmail.com. Hey, Jesse, Jessam Featherboards. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know either. Hey, this question's from AJ. He has a well, question we're just about. Jumping right into the questions I was going to say. Thank you very much, Big Beth. Oh yes, thank you, Macbeth. We love you. Now back to the show. Yep. This question's from AJ. He has a question about cameras. Hey guys, it's AJ from Crafted and NJ. Uh, I got a quick question about uh, cameras. I'm trying to do my first YouTube video, and um, I'm using a GoPro right now but I want to get something a little bit better quality um, and, you know, not break the bank. So I was hoping that you guys can dive into maybe what the best camera to get. Um, You know, I see everybody's using these nice fancy cameras, but, you know, I'm just afraid of the price and I I haven't looked yet. So uh, any input is greatly appreciated. Love you guys. Love the show. Keep up the great work. Thanks. Pete wants to answer. I mean, Short and simple answer is your phone, uh, preferably a new generation, whatever the newest available is. This is the perfect time of the year. All the new stuff comes out. The new iPhone 12 just launched. I think the new uh, Samsung phones just launched too. Galaxy Note, whatever number they're up to now. Uh, they have phenomenal cameras. And as long as you manage your media properly and you know export it as it goes, it's pretty easy to record with. And it's great quality. I think they That's all shoot in 4K. That's what all of us right? started with. They shoot in 4K now, but like Crazy. easily. So, uh, Dan, what about you? I mean, piggybacking off the phone thing. I mean, that's a that's a great tip. I'm. I don't even have the newest iPhone, which the iPhone 12 just came out, right? I I have the yeah. iPhone 11, which is it's a dinosaur now, but that thing shoots in 4K. It's crazy. The 10, the XR did. I think it's been a while they've been doing that. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and they shoot very good quality video. I mean. You can do a lot of things with those. But if you want to step it up to a, a nice camera, I would go with the Canon M50. And that's probably what Mike's going to tell you. I, I mean, yes. that's a Love great that little camera. I kind of want one, and I don't even need one. I just want one. Even then. with the stock lens, it's phenomenal. It's not good. Actually, it's pretty no. good. I'm, I'm trying to uh, <laughs> position my wife to let me buy the Canon R6. It's What's that? Bad. Full frame? It's a full frame mirrorless camera. I could I could double it as a wedding photography camera. It's it's a very nice camera. EF. It's an EOS camera, but it takes a Oh, so it's EFM? Yeah, it's an EFM. Mirrorless, but, you said but that. You yeah, can yeah. you can buy 
Uh, adapters. An adapt. Jeez. The, the Viltrox is dope. You can buy an adapter so I can use all my same lenses, so that would be great. I love that Mike is speaking for you <clears throat> completely. Mike he doesn't have all the words. words. Mike gets me. I get him. Anyway. He's speechless. Speaking of Mike. <laughs> Mike, what do you Well, saying? I think AJ's specifically asking about a camera and not phones. I think he's trying to get away from a phone. So, so I will say the Canon M50. I mean, it's scary. It depends on what the value. What are you trying to get out of it? So... You know, if yeah. you're looking at a camera, it's $600 camera, you're going to be spending more than that on lenses almost out of the get if you want to use it to its full potential. That kit lens it comes with is fine. It's fine. It's Pine is fine. It's, yeah, it's fine like pine. It's fine. It's uh, it's not I, – I haven't used it after the first week of getting a lens. So it just – it has it has no value to me. But – um. To really take advantage of a camera, you need to have good glass, and that comes from the lenses, and those spend those are spendy. You know, my my sixteen millimeter Sigma cost eighty percent of the cost of my camera, and then between the the other fifty millimeter lens that I use and the uh, speed booster that the the mount adapter that I have, I mean, it's as much money. Well, that's not true. It's it that those two lenses equal up the amount it of money. That, it up. starts to add up quick, and you need other things. It adds you need, up very quick. Yeah, you need tripods. You need I, cases. For I'm them. over you a thousand on my camera already. Easily. Yeah, I'm I'm probably fifteen hundred into mine, and Dan's laughing because that's <laughs> cute. You know, like for Dan, but that's it's adorable. That's, <laughs> it's small. It's small beans uh, for what we're doing, so you can get into it for pretty cheap. But what do you want to do? Like, if you want to make content, you need to have a camera. Like if you want, if you want to make content for Instagram, you don't need to have a camera. You can get away with it on a phone. If you want to make yeah. long format videos and get better at videography and get into editing and do YouTube and other things, you need to get a camera. Well, not just Bottom that, line. but like we're kind of glossing over something that he didn't even bring up. You need to get a decent mic so you can have decent audio. Mm-hmm. You can, you can God, have yes. the best picture quality in the world, but nobody's going to stick around if your audio quality is a dumpster fire. Yeah. Audio is the first thing that 100%. people will check out on if it's bad. If your audio isn't good, they will check out. So if, you know, shop sounds are pretty easy to get away with. I mean, I have a shotgun mic on my on my M50. Um, a, a phone mic is going to be just fine because they have noise uh, canceling in them. They do a good job. I recorded that stuff for a long time. But you get a shotgun mic pointed right at the shop sounds. It sounds just, it sounds better. But... You do need good audio and you need that all synced up and you need to do your voiceover nice. So you're going to, if you're getting into producing video content, you're going to be investing some money. Expect to spend a thousand or a few thousand dollars to get going. It's another so rabbit hole. It is another it, rabbit hole. It's it, another hobby and it's something that you can't really like partially do. Yeah. And one thing we didn't really mention and I'm going to just tell you to steer clear of it is camcorders. A what? Don't look at camcorders. They, yeah, the, no, because they still make them and they, they're they decent, do? but that's not what you want. You want, because you have no control over the lens what or the quality. It's just the one. Yeah, exactly. But they're, they're a thing. You know, if you're setting up a stream or something like that, camcorder maybe, but you really don't want that. You want a nice camera with a lens that you can control. And trust me, that investment is worth it. I have the same 16 millimeter Sigma that Mike has on the M50 and it's... I just searched everybody. camcorder on Amazon that's the Blank. result. <laughs> did you misspell it? Thanks. I'll send you my affiliate. Uh, Pete's hot tip right there. Camcorder. It says, do you mean yeah, no, I said stay Arizona, away. Arizona or Amazon Poland? That's what it asked. 
That would have been a solid Mike, your, joke. Your link's broken. Look at mine. It's filled. No, it, it just populated. It was an internet issue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't know how to spell. He spelled camcorders with a K. K A M. Mother Russia. Camcorders, you. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely worth investing in something like that. But it, I mean, it's a high cost of entry. But Ooh. and listen, and don't discount that GoPro you have. It's it's a nice camera to have as like a B roll. Heck yeah. 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 This freaks that, me out. These mount that sucker are... on the ceiling of your shop and get some wide angle like bird's eye views. Yep. 4K. $100. How terrible is this camcorder? 4K for 100 If you want B-roll camera <laughs> stuff, like you want a camera that's like just pointed straight at your, uh, your, your table while you're working on stuff, get a camcorder. 15 frames per second. B-roll. 1080p. <laughs> 15? What? <laughs> that's an option? These are terrible. I can take pictures faster. <laughs> just anyway. your phone right. this is bad let's move on to the yeah, next one that's ridiculous beating a dead horse uh, here the next question is from David hey guys it's David G with Dr. G Custom Woodworking my question for you is about spills in the shop whether it's some stain that spilled on the floor or some Danish oil you accidentally spilled on your bench how do you guys go about cleanup do you use some shop rags throw some sawdust on it what's your guys preferred method thanks Around Chris, around this time last year, I had gone started getting into holiday season, and I had a bunch of cutting boards. But I was selling a ton. I I sold like twenty clocks, wall clocks. I sold a bunch of clocks last season, and I got done with all these orders. And I was going to make one for my sister in law. Actually, my sister in law who's here now for her Christmas present. And it's a post I have up. I ran, I lean over I remember this and I knocked over an entire jar of of uh simple finish all over my bench. And and it's funny to go back. The video did terrible. I thought it would do good cuz it was so funny. But uh throwback Thursday. <laughs> yeah, that's right. TV. I'm going to do that soon. But yeah, I was um I threw I like was I actually was pretty calm cuz Generally, I'd freak out, but I grabbed all my, I grabbed a pile of paper towels and I grabbed some sawdust and I threw it all on there and that's how I picked it up. Paper towels and sawdust. Pete? Uh, yeah, paper towels and sawdust, especially sawdust. Uh, I try to always have some on hand for that. It, I don't usually spill too much, but especially like if it's my workbench, it, with the workbench, I tend to just kind of like, I, it's uh, like a melamine top. So I just let it dry and then I scrape it off. It's nice and easy. I think Dan's got his whole top is the same way. That's like one real nice benefit of not having like a woodworker's bench, like some solid hardwood one, because that stuff just pops right off. Like I, I was gluing something up today, and I just gluing right up on top of it. I know the glue's sticking right to the table. I don't care because it's just gonna pop off tomorrow. Uh, so that's kind of been my thing. But if it spills on the floor or something like that, sawdust and paper towels, uh. Hundred percent. What about you, Dan? Are you saying I'm not a woodworker because I don't have a woodworker's bench? No, no, no. Tax. I don't mean no disrespect, my Mr. Right? Friend. <laughs> um, if I spill stuff, I just stare at it and think, "Dang it!" And then go about my business because what would Dunlap do? Because it's gonna dry and catalyze. WWDD. What would Dunlap do? What would Dunlap do? Show title. We getting bracelets. Show title. Um. Because it's going to catalyze, and it will make less of a mess if you let it harden, and then you can scrape it up from wherever it's landed on. If it lands on my floor, I just scrape it up, 
and I don't make a mess wiping around with towels and rags and sawdust. Just let it dry. Use a scraper. Yeah. Let it dry. Just slip through the hasn't killed me yet. Middle of the day, just slip on it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to edit all this out. Uh, so this next one's Keep from. <laughs> First of all, Moses, man, you're such a good sport. Let my people chill. What's up, guys? My name is Moses from Let My People Cho. I mean, Let My I Woodchuck Cho. Uh, you guys were having such a blast last week. Um, I don't even know what you were laughing at. But this week's question actually relates to that name factor because Woodchuck Cho was um, uh, just a funny name given by my sister-in-law, and and I just used it to start up my Instagram page. But I came up with a name that's a little bit more branded. So the name is Chosen Craft Co. And you guys might like the name Woodchuck Cho better, or I don't know, even let my people chill better. But let I my just thought, chill would work. you know, I just wanted to brand it in a name that looks a little bit more official. But I'm curious what your process was in coming up with a name and the logo and all of that fun stuff. So can't wait to hear from you guys and stop making fun of my name. I'm just kidding. Awesome. <laughs> Go ahead, Pete. Uh, well, we we definitely discussed this in an earlier show. I think it was anywhere between episode zero and episode 15. So we're not going to answer this. We're just going to let you listen to those 15 episodes. Um, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> the, the idea was always, I think for all of us, we, we all definitely sat down for a while to think about the name of the business. For me, I specifically chose Dunlap took workshop. weeks to come up with his. <laughs> took a long Damn time. Dunlap. And I want to do woodworking. What do I do? Uh, but for me, it was, I made a very conscious effort of calling it Petrie's workshop, not woodshop. I didn't want to. Uh, kind of funnel myself into just woodworking projects because I knew I was always a tinkerer and a maker first, then a woodworker. I do a lot of stuff that I actually don't post on my page that much, which I probably should. Obviously, a lot of 3D printing. I do some electrical work, uh, circuitry, just different tinkering, and then like stuff around the house. I want to make sure that, you know, like I was looking at like Brad Rodriguez's page, you know, his, his was fix this, build that. And he actually ended up doing a lot of like, home renovation projects and stuff. I'm like, oh, he didn't, you know, he didn't get stuck in like, he's a woodworker. He's re- renovating this, a shower that. or whatever. Woodwork that, yeah. So it was Slap definitely a conscious effort. You, you want to think about that. <laughs> oh, that's funny, Mike. And and definitely good. a play on words or a pun is definitely a nice way to do it too because it, it sticks to sticks in people's minds. Like nobody remembers Peachy's Workshop, but let my people show. Like, that's pretty dope. <laughs> Uh, what about you, uh, DD Dub Dub? <laughs> what would Dunlap do? <laughs> I have a, I have a, a little bit of a question first. Do you guys think that we are the first ones to come up with "Let My People Show" as a nickname for him? Because that yes. is hilarious. <laughs> I want to believe. Yeah, I, I want to believe are. that that came from our show first. And I, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to give Mike full credit because because he came up with that. But anyways, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fully on board with "Let My People Show" would work. That is amazing, man. <laughs> I like the chosen one. The chosen I like woodwork. chosen craft co better. Let my Personally. people show woodwork. Come on now, <laughs> that's not. Or that's let not my people show workshop, as Pete would do, because he doesn't want to get pigeonholed into woodworking. 
All right, fine. It's Petrie's cornhole boards now. <laughs> <laughs> but I only make cutting right. boards. It's ironic. <laughs> it's irony. Like rustic grains, grain designs Tampa, but I do fine I like how you in, caught yourself. You Fulton's. almost said it wrong. I did. <laughs> Mike, what do you think? I really like Chosen Craft Co. Moses. I think that's a great name. Um, I just remember when I was coming up with, like, when my wife was like, hey, you should do an Instagram. And I was like, what's that? So I started going into, like, I started, like, looking into it. And I was like, oh, this would be kind of fun, like, coming up with a brand. And, like, all that stuff was really exciting. I remember that. I remember conversations with my wife and my brother-in-law and my and just friends and stuff trying to come up with names. And uh, it was a really exciting time, like, coming up with the branding for it. And I actually hired a friend. She's a graphic designer to do my logo work, which I think she did a killer job on my logo because I think it's a I think it's a really good logo. Um, but that stuff was all very fun. So have fun with it. Whatever you end up going with Moses, for me, it's a it was a really fun time. It was like the beginning of something that I really really care about, which is my my business and my brand. So, um, but whatever you choose, make sure it's chosen Craft Co. Um, so, <laughs> but, but yeah, what do we choose? Whatever you this is the only cho- whatever you chose. No, <laughs> no? come on. <laughs> Moses, whatever Moses chose. No, okay. Um, but seriously, I I like chosen craft co, and it was just a fun time of coming up with names. And I like I said, we were Pete did say we discussed it, but I went with custom builds because I didn't want to be like coffee woodworking because that's dumb. Like who does that? Who puts woodworking in the name of their company? <laughs> I'm just joking. What a loser. What a loser. No, it, whatever you end up going, honestly, like Dan is, Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, he can still do welding. Like, it's not like a law. Like, no one's going to be like, whoa, whoa, no, no, no. whoa, we're shutting you down, Dunlap. Get that welder this out This is off brand. <laughs> Unfollow. Yeah, no, it doesn't work that way. You can do whatever you want. This is America still. Or I'll call you just a one, like, three-letter word, and then I, I block you. No. Dead silence. You're going to call him Cho? Well, it's, it's a nod to something that happened. No, no, no. When Dan lost a follower very aggressively that one yes, day. that was unreal. All right, this next question is from Sam Ross. He is well known for throwing out his back applying Odie's oil. Hey, guys. It is uh, Sam, a.k.a. the guy who threw his back out uh, applying Odie's oil. Super happy it's become a meme. Please make a thousand more jokes of it. I absolutely love it. Um, I have a question for you guys. I am using veneered plywood um, with a very thin walnut veneer on it, and I am wondering if penetrating finishes such as Odie's oil or Rubio Monocoque can still be used on these types of things, and if there's any risks involved, and if you guys have any advice on finishing veneered plywood. Dan? It's actually a really good question. I've never thought of it. I've well, always... plywood's I've always... veneered plywood for one. Well, yeah, but... The the hardwood veneered plywood is usually pretty thin, and yeah. it's usually veneered with a glue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like all plywood, a water based yes. glue. And if it's a water based glue, uh, a penetrating solvent based uh, finish might break down that veneer. I don't know. I've never thought about it until this question came up. I've always spray lacquered like a a, a plywood. Well, let me also. I want to add something to this that I know for a fact because I know Sam. He's local, and he, Did he really actually reached out to me. He zero percent. He was uh, trying to generate heat, 
and maybe I thought well, maybe he was doing a whole was local, like you guys have had picnics and yeah. stuff. He did a whole table and like all the, it was fully assembled and he was applying to all the angles and all this stuff. I guess it was a lot of work, but it's a lot of math. No, so what I actually want to add to it is he he did reach out to me about said veneer project, but for something else, which was he had trimmed it in hardwood. So the whole thing was wrapped in hardwood and it was a drawer front with like a small divot in it. Kind of how you, what you did with the trapezoid cutout, but it was a, a small square off to the side. Okay. And he, so he trimmed this walnut veneer plywood with, I want to say it was hard maple. Uh, and he was asking you about sanding it flush. So like, how would you deal with sanding this knowing that this veneer is super thin? And my only answer was carefully. <laughs> I mean, that's all I could really do. Maybe like start with a hand plane and finish with very fine sanding. Uh, but I, I was hoping you can kind of talk about that too. Because you did those uh, when you did the shelves, right? Yeah. Weren't the, I, were the shelves themselves? I feel like we're getting a little off track here. But yeah, I I trimmed the hardwood veneer that I put on. With a block plane mm-hmm. or a razor blade. I didn't sand oh, okay. that. Because you're Got right. It. That is super thin and you need to be super delicate. So I went that route and then I gave it a very light sanding. Um, but yeah, go back to his question. I am I wish I had an answer. I don't know. I've never thought about it. I've never a very heard, good question. I've never heard of that being an issue. So it tells me it's not an issue. I've never yeah. seen anyone use, having issues finishing <clears throat> walnut ply. So I can't imagine it's. I'm an assuming, I've never seen anyone be like, "Well, I I was going to use this finish, but I can't because it's walnut ply." Actually, I, I think I'm. Gonna, I got some walnut ply uh, leftovers in the shop. I might go throw some different finishes on it tomorrow and see what happens. Oh, another DDTT! Oh, D- Daniel Dunlap torture test. Yeah, some some uh, do wipe on poly, some DTS, oil, some Dunlap torture. Tor- no, wait, DTT. Wait. Down the like test. Drug. You think about that on my answer. <laughs> so, so my thought with the whole thing was it, the the glue is cured at this point. You know, it's not like it's hide glue or something that's gonna it can come apart with that's true. heat or some that's pressure. True. So I assumed that like when it's it's cured, it's fine and penetrating. Yeah, it's only penetrating like a sixteenth or thirty seconds of an inch. But I mean, the technically should be fine. Uh, I, I, I thought it would be no problem. You shouldn't see any blotchiness or any issues or whatever because I'm assuming that the veneer is just thick enough to take that finish nicely. That is a good point, Pete, because just because it's water-based whatever, water is just the mechanism yeah. to deliver it. It evaporates and goes away and leaves the glue behind. Yeah. So that doesn't – shouldn't really matter, I would think. So, um, Yeah, you're right. I think – I'm thinking about this too much. You are. But I'm still going to try fine. it tomorrow. Yeah, might as well. You have no content to put up, so might as well. Um, <laughs> Digs? No? Okay. <laughs> uh, this next one. Oh, we're actually at our last question. This is Shane. What? And he's from Austria. Hi, guys. This is Shane from Shane's Weekend Builds, calling from Europe. Um, so cool. I have a question about woodworking. <laughs> and it's about the little thingy I saw a lot of ads for, but I really considered it as a toy. Until I looked closer and uh, found out it might be a really nice piece of equipment, and I'm talking about the Shaper Origin. Always wanted to have a CNC, but I have a very small shop, so footprint for the CNC is too big. Or I have to decommit another tool, which I don't want to do. So I think Shaper can even outrun a CNC, 
uh, in terms of workpiece size because it's in theory unlimited, right? Drawback, I think, is that you cannot leave it alone and do do the work for you. But I'm really curious how you think about it and if you consider it a real tool or a toy. And um, yeah, thanks for having a discussion about this and your recommendations and um, great work. Keep on doing it like this. Thanks. I'll start this one. Uh, I have a full-size CNC and I want a shaper because, well, I, I want to talk to some of his points first. Outrun a CNC, in theory, yes, it can go to unlimited sizes. Um, not sure that you'd want to do that because the, the speed's going to be very slow and you're going to be doing it. It is still manual. So I don't know that you're going to want to do like, you can't do production work with it, I would say. That's my, that's my opinion. I don't know if that's actually 100% accurate, but I feel like you couldn't really do production with it. Um, for a lot of things you use CNCs for where in a production environment, like cutting out big panels out of sheet goods, when you're doing that with a shaper, you're kind of, it's kind of a waste because you might as well just use a table saw at that point or a track saw. It's going to be faster. Um, and you're wasting their tape and stuff. But anyway, um, the one thing that's really cool about it is though, if you have a giant countertop already installed, that you can't take apart and you want to get an inlay in there, a shaper can do that. Or sometimes there's just situations where you want to take the tool to the piece instead of being able to take the piece to the tool. And that's kind of the, that's where like, you know, you run into, oh, I can take this to the bandsaw or I'll just use my jigsaw, which actually technically can do the same thing, not as well, but it can do the same thing in theory, but you're able to take that tool to the piece. So For me, I actually really, I have the CNC. I would actually like to get a shaper still. Uh, I think it'd be, it'd offer some ability to do certain projects that I couldn't do with the CNC, but I don't think it's going to, I don't think one replaces the other. I think they're just different tools. I think you're not really comparable. Dan? I don't have a lot of experience with either one of those things, but I will tell you that I would love to have a shaper origin in my shop. And I do not view it as a toy. That thing, from everything that I've seen on the internet, and I've actually seen them in person, but I haven't used them, is a dang good tool. And I would be super happy to have one in my shop. You know, as well as the CNC, obviously. But if, if, if I didn't have the room for a CNC, I would happily take a Shaper Origin. Mm-hmm. I mean... Technically, it can do almost anything that a, a CNC can do, but Mike is right. It it may not be the best at a production type quality or or speed environment. Environment, yes. Thank you, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it can do everything a CNC can do. It just it might take longer, and it may not make more make as much sense. So I don't view it as a toy at all. What about no. you, Pete? I I think you guys both nailed it, and the answer is yes, yes, yes to all that because it's it it's not it's not a toy. It is definitely it's it's a bit of a luxury item. It's like, what twenty five hundred dollars for the like the mm-hmm. base model. Well, there's or whatever, only one model. Like that. It's twenty five hundred bucks though. Yeah. Oh, is it okay? Because I I mean maybe they're sell with like well first of all the there's, bits and all that stuff. There's that's stuff you have to buy, right? Thing, there's consumables. Yeah, there's exactly, benches. Yeah, yeah. There's the tape. <clears throat> it's quite. It is a luxury item, but I I would compare it to you know in the same family of like router table versus a palm router. 
yeah, you can do all the stuff with a palm router. It doesn't always make sense to do it. But Mike brought up a good point, a great point, which is that it's a tool you bring to your workpiece, not, you know, when you can't bring the workpiece into the tool or CNC or something. So I, I think it's, if you don't have the space for it, yeah, it's a, it's kind of an, big yes for me i think it's worth it it's definitely gonna be able to you know allow you to bring your work up to a new, new level um but you know it's, it doesn't really replace a cnc that's it yeah i think it's definitely well, yeah. not a toy it's a it's a no. very cool and very it's a it brings it's a very neat it's, it's a, a neat professional tool. very professional tool super it's innovative a, a luxury it is that's the word i'm looking for thank you dan innovative, yeah. that, innovative it's innovative that's all right you help me i help you fancy af um that's all our questions we got through them and is we're an it? hour and 17 in we're actually doing pretty good i mean is there anything else we wanted to discuss we got Not the really. ash thing going <laughs> uh was there any other things no i mean the only thing we really want to talk about is how you should Check us all out on YouTube, Instagram, oh, and TikTok. Yeah. Before we go into and that, Facebook, why not? That, Facebook. You want to bring up the SLC thing? One more yeah, time I actually want to bring up two reminder. things before Pete goes yeah. into that. I want to bring a couple things. Yeah, the first thing it. is I want to say big thank you to Macbeth for being so supportive of the show and so supportive of this community and doing so much. They're really doing a great job. Rusty, you're killing it, my friend. Uh, thank you for, for the support. Um, we're trying to get a... Well, we're not trying to. This is basically set in stone at this point. Um, Maker Meetup, another AWP Maker Meetup in Salt Lake City. We've discussed it once or twice on here. Uh, it's looking... Honestly, if we can't... The the truth is, is we're working it out with Macbeth. If for some reason it doesn't work out with Macbeth, the three of us are going to try to make it happen no matter what. So no matter we're going to... we Whatever that is, that might mean that we need to uh find a place and there might need to charge admission to get some people in there so we can get like a hall or something but where it is right now we're trying to make it happen and we're trying to make it happen the week of march i want to say it was the 15th which lines up with our 50th episode so in 15 weeks i guess that would be your 14 weeks from now so um that's really exciting it's a big milestone for us uh the other thing is is i do want to mention this even though we brought it in the pre-show uh, we are unbelievably almost at a hundred patrons. So that is absolutely incredible to us. And that blows us away. <laughs> it really does blow us away. It's really uh, humbling. It's very humbling. And we're very, very thankful for all of you who support us and who are invested in what we're doing. So we thank you so much. And we're trying to figure out a way to, when we hit a hundred, cause that's a huge milestone, like a hundred patrons is nuts. When we hit that number, we want to figure out a way to give back to you guys um, in some special way. So we're going to try to work that out. And if you guys actually, if you patrons have any ideas, uh, please drop drop us a message or drop a comment on one of the patron uh, posts in there. We'd really appreciate that. Um, I have an idea that just came hit in. It. Yeah. Uh, pizza, kielbasa, board oil for everybody. For everybody. So did you have a good idea, though? No, that's okay. I didn't say I had a good idea. Okay, good ones will cost you. (laughs) The bad ones are free. No, uh, (laughs) bad ones are free. um, Get what you pay for. So we we're trying to figure something out with that. So and then the other thing I wanted to do one last. I wanted to say thank you to Sticker Beat. Really glad to have you guys on board as well. And really, guys, a lot of us are buying stickers um, for whether it be for your truck or for sticker swaps or just for in your shop. If you're throwing them with your orders or whatever. Please go to Sticker Beat. 
reach out to them. Use one of our codes, 20% off. The prices are already good. Use one of our codes, specifically the coffee code. You get 20%, Petri. <laughs> you get 20% off. And, D-D-W-W. Uh, oh, you said it. I was trying to block them out. No, but it's uh, if, you, if you use one of those, you get 20% off. So big thank you to them. So go give them some support. If you're looking to get stickers or if you're – running out of stickers or whatever just 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 take advantage of it and uh and we may have a little sticker beat announcement we will put on our podcast ig account we will later in the week yep so stay tuned so pay attention to that um pete you want to restart what you were starting earlier (laughs) sure yeah why not no but uh yeah definitely if you want to see more of our content check us out on instagram on youtube tiktok and facebook we're actually i feel like we're all getting a little more traction on facebook lately what uh definitely well maybe i don't know I feel like I i'm am, getting I am, a at lot least, of mike views is growing. on facebook it's yeah, weird mike's growing on facebook too three thousand know, so check out podcast, check out mike and myself on doesn't facebook. even have a facebook account i'll take care of it i'll have, <laughs> I'll have the it guy handle okay. it and you know, starting now, check us out in the YouTube lives. Uh, not only that, Mike, I believe you started doing YouTube lives that you want to try to make a little actually, more Actually, can I make an announcement here about that? Yeah, go for it, buddy. Um, so, no, we're going to wait till okay. after the show. No, I'm actually <laughs> going to make the announcement after the show when nobody's <laughs> I'm gonna start. I'm going to start doing a – I want to – I've been wanting to – I really love doing lives. I've been doing them on, on Instagram for a while, but in, I, I really just want to do them on YouTube from now on. And the, I'm going to be very honest with why. I can I'm monetized on YouTube and I can get a little kickback money on on the YouTube uh, view hours and I like doing lives so I can make money on that I want to do them and I, they're really fun for me I really like doing lives I love interacting with people live I like getting questions and going over topics so it's also just better than Instagram it lasts right? forever like, you don't have the feed Stays, going over yeah, your I mean, screen there's, there's a, yeah it's 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 just much easier on my computer. Anyway, point is, I'm going to start doing them on Sundays. I'm looking at 4 p.m. my time, so it'd be 7 p.m. Eastern, and then figure it out for your specific time zone. But I want to do those. So if you could get me, qu- Dan, what are you going to say? I just I wanted to make an He's announcement farting. after you. Okay, great. Uh, I, I want to do those live. So if you got if you have a question for me or something you want me to talk about or just any ideas for it, shoot me an email at mike@coffeecustombuilds.com or DM me on Instagram or wherever anywhere. So that's something I wanted to start doing. I think it'd be really fun. I wanted to do it just before we make the podcast go live, which is usually 6 p.m. Pacific. And that's kind of my thought behind it too. Dan? Um, I'm also monetized on YouTube, so I'm going to start doing lives at 3.55 p.m. <laughs> Pacific time. So, <laughs> no, I'm You not really got to choose which daddy you love most. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch, Mike. I ain't going to do that. <laughs> that's all I got. So, yeah, anyways, get your stickers with uh, sticker code uh, Petree. That's P-T-R-E-E. And... Well, I, I will do a shout out for Dan because Dan, you didn't really talk about it. This whole saga of the walnut desk culminated in you actually making a slideshow video, uh, and it's on YouTube that you posted about three weeks ago. You didn't really mention the video a lot, so oh, yeah. you guys should go check it out. It shows the whole build from start well, I just, I to just, finish. A lot of Menards walks. I just put together all the little clips and footage that Stories I posted on Instagram and That's stuff. It's cool though. I enjoyed it. It's something. Yeah, so check that out. Anyways. Guys, thank you so much. Make sure to leave us a review. Share with your friends. That's the best way you can help us grow the show. And check us out on Patreon for a lot of fun behind-the-scenes stuff. And only five-star reviews. I don't know what this business is with this one person leaving a one-star review. Whatever. But they clearly don't. They they think we're number one. (laughs) Number one podcast in America. I do one-star review. Number one star. So (laughs) make sure to leave a five-star review and share with your friends. And I'm just I'm gonna finish by saying 
I love you all. Bye. Bye. Love you long time. Bye. Love you long time. Austria. <laughs> well then, <laughs> good day, mate. <laughs> Let's put another shrimp on the barbie.